0: Sounds like somebody's got a case of
1: the mundus. How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Guys, welcome to the Drew Estate Cigar Studios for episode 91 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank mm. you so much for joining us. If you're watching us on Facebook, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Uh, take just a minute. Share us out to your favorite Facebook cigar group. Share us out to all your favorite social media platforms. Let, us, uh, let everybody out there know that we are live. They should join us. Uh, As always, join us in the comments with questions along the way. Let us know what you're smoking. Let us know what you're drinking this evening. Uh, And again, from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios, and let's talk about the Undercrown Shady 20 and Undercrown Dojo Dogma Maduro. Now in Drew Diplomat retailers nationwide, both the Undercrown Shady 20 and Dojo Dogma Maduro share a powerhouse blend similar to the Undercrown Corona Viva, each with a stock-cut toothy, San Andreas Maduro wrapper, Connecticut stock cut Habano binder, and the highest quality Nicaraguan and Brazilian fillers. The Shady 20 is a 5x50 box press bellicoso, well-aged and packing a punch while remaining smooth and sophisticated. The Dojo Dogma Maduro is a unique 6x56 box press Toro packaged in stunning 10-count boxes for 2020. More info, visit drewestate.com. So... Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. Welcome to th- 2021, and goodbye to 2020. Yeah, and as we all know, yeah. as we all know, we all woke up on the morning of January 1st, and everything was fine. All back to normal. <laughs> it's all better now. It's all fixed. No problems. No more COVID. No more. No more uh, anything. Everything's perfect black helicopters probably not true so uh, basically what that means is you know we still have life to live so let's just let's just keep living it because it's just another day so we do the best we can with the day we're given um so uh football a little bit of football talk yep as always um my green bay packers clinched yeah Win the NFC and uh, clinch home field advantage. And and I'm going to say it publicly.
2: I'm going to say it publicly. I am rooting for the Packers for the playoffs. For those who know, I am a diehard Viking fan. That's I love right. my Vikings. I love my purple. I'm never not going away. Uh, but they didn't get it done this year. The Packers did. They're in our division. I'm rooting for our division. I'm rooting for the Packers. So come at me, bro. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes you just have to, uh, you know, if your team's out of it, you just pick the, the team that you that you have, uh, you know, uh, not necessarily a horse in the race, but just a team that you've got a soft spot for that you want them to win, you know, uh, you know the all those years that the Wild were, you know, not in the Stanley Cup playoffs, which was pretty much every year, all the years. Um, <laughs> You know, when they when, once they get knocked out, basically you root for anybody other than Chicago. That's that's pretty much that's, my rule. because um, or Boston. No, I like Boston. Uh, I like Boston. I have but, a hard
2: time <laughs> I have a hard time with anything Boston. No,
1: the Blackhawks always just hurt my feelings because they pretty much always knock the wild out of the playoffs. But it's yeah. uh, you know, you pick a team that you want to root for. Yep. Um, but guys, we've got an exciting show for you tonight, uh, and, yeah. and we're excited that you know we've got a brand new year. Uh, we've got new things coming up. 2021 is actually already uh, just on the fourth day of the year. It's already shaping up, honestly, to be a great year for How About That Cigar. We've got exciting things coming, um, and we have a great time bringing this show to you. As, again, switching from Tuesday night to Monday night. Uh, we're excited about that. We're excited mm-hmm. for great guests we have coming up, uh, including tonight. Um, so excited again to have uh, this guest on for the second appearance on the show. Uh, and as always, before we get to it, we want to talk about our sponsor for the main segment of the show, and that is Corona Cigar Company and coronacigar.com, the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American... President and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Mr. Jeff Borchewitz, believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and coronacigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info, please visit... Coronacigar.com, and Floridasungrown.com. So, without further ado, the first guest on How About That Cigar Live for the year 2021. Please welcome from Cigar Dojo, Master Sensei, Eric Gattormson. Hey, What's up,
0: fellas? I'm uh, excited to be here. I, I, I hope that uh, me being your first guest isn't a uh, an omen for uh, 2021. I mean, you know, it's I, was, a good, I hope It's, it a, is. Good it's yeah. a good omen. It's a good
1: omen. It's not like the it's not like the omen the you know that little statue from the Brady Bunch episode way back right. Back. Yeah, that, it's a, it's that a good. Was a, that was a two part Hawaiian episode. It was. That's Whoa! right. Wow! <laughs> no, come on,
2: we are bringing all of these guys back to the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. this is awesome. We, and we have
1: we have some not seventies, but a little bit later, we have a couple eighties questions. Ooh, um, good. Because you know, you, sometimes you just got to pull out the eighties questions because you know it was a it was a decade that had a lot of good. And some bad, yeah. So we'll talk about a little bit of both. I'm looking uh,
2: forward to failing miserably at that, <laughs> like a uh, like a Denver quarterback,
0: exactly. Yeah. Like, oh.
1: <laughs> so it's true. It's true. So what's uh, yeah? I've, I mean, what are your feelings about uh, you know the closing of the NFL season for uh, for the Broncos?
0: You know, honestly, you care at all? I, I barely paid any attention this year yeah. at all to football. I'm just, um, but. I love my Broncos. I'm a football fan. I love my Broncos. But, you know, for whatever reason this year, I just didn't get into it. I, the, the, you know, John Elway stepped down as GM today, yeah. which is big news here in Colorado. Yeah. And um, it's in typical Elway fashion. He he made it sound like he he got a promotion. So um he, he got a promotion, but he's no longer the GM. And so uh, that'll be interesting. You know, Drew Locke, he's a heartbreaker. I mean – He's a heartbreaker. One game, you see him, you say, like, oh, man, that dude, he's like the next Patrick Mahomes. Like, he's so talented. And then yeah. the very next game, he just breaks your heart. So I have a feeling he's going to be one of those players that that's the way he is his whole career is he's just a heartbreaker. Like, you, he's good enough to where you, you keep giving him chances, but he just keeps, you know, falling on his face. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully my prediction will be wrong. But basically the bottom line is – Hockey season starts January thirteenth for the Colorado Avalanche baby, and yep. we have a killer team.
1: You you guys do. do. You guys do. The the yeah. Wild, the Wild are gonna have their what their sixth consecutive rebuilding, rebuilding
2: year. Rebuilding year. It's a rebuilding year.
1: <laughs>
0: right. You oh. know what's crazy about that, you guys, is in 2017 the Avs were historically bad. They were historically bad. Mm-hmm. And but here was the thing. So I'm going to compare them to the Broncos, right? Um, the Avs were historically bad three years ago. But at the same time, in that year, as miserable as that year was, we could tell what was going on. Like, you could tell the building process was happening. You know, getting Kale McCarr, you know, trading Duchesne for all that – a billion draft picks, which was a boon. I mean, all that stuff, we could say, like, okay, in a couple years, this is going to be – a phenomenal hockey club so it was it took away some of the pain with the broncos you don't see that at all it's like they they're not really they, they refuse to say they're rebuilding and so they're terrible but there's no hope in sight so it's like a tale of two you know a tale of two rebuilding modes and i prefer the avalanche mode you know just get the you know, just get the rebuilding out of the way. Go hit rock right. bottom, and then, and then, boom, you can start from scratch, and yeah. you know, make in hockey. Look at that, guys. 2017, it that's not that long ago. Last year, we almost oh. made the Stanley Cup. Like you yeah, can right. rebuild in hockey pretty quick as long as you yeah. fully embrace the rebuild. I think that's part of the right. wild problem. Is you know they have those two high-priced players. It's tough for them to get into that full rebuild mode
1: because.
2: Right they're they're
0: invested so heavily into two players
1: yeah
2: and so last week eric we had uh, one of our friends uh join us for our show and he brought something up that i've been pondering ever since and it was the fact that european professional sports doesn't they don't do drafts and i thought about what would that look like in the states if our professional sports didn't do drafts. They just signed contracts to good players. I mean, cause they turn their, uh, especially, you know, f- their football soccer, um, a team can suck terribly. And then all of a sudden turn it around in one season by getting a bunch of good contracts.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. I, I don't like that. And I'll, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you why I don't like that because I I like the fact that there can be, you know, I, I think you you appreciate more. It's that's a little bit sort of like baseball and basketball here in the states, right? Like, yeah. oh, uh, LeBron James wants to go to Lakers. Okay, well, everybody's going to go with him, so now that's going to be the good team. Well, and the LeBron James wants to go to Cleveland, so now that's going to be the good team. I like mm-hmm. in hockey in this in, here in, in the NHL in the states in Canada, North America, where. You have to build the team. I think there's some of that is how you get some excitement towards your team. Like you get get to know these young players and you bring them up. And by the time they're good players, you really know their game and you become attached to them and that kind of stuff. So uh, personally, I like the way we do it
2: better.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with you.
2: It's just interesting. I do too. Yeah. but it, it's an interesting philosophy on how you know they do it so differently uh, than us, and it works for them. Right. Well, here,
0: here in the in the with the NHL, the NHL really takes franchises as like the whole NHL is one company, right? That's right. the way they look at it. Like every franchise is part of this company. It's kind of like like McDonald's or something, right? Like they all have to do things a certain way so that we have this. Uh, you know, a product that everybody can trust all the way through. So they do it this way, so that you know every franchise is successful. And you can can you imagine if you were an owner of if if your owner in your local you know uh, market was poor and never spent any money, you would just suck forever, right? At least with our system, yeah. you know, even the yep. even the lower market franchises like the Avalanche True. is. Uh, the Avalanche, we're a small market franchise. We yep. have a chance it, through the draft and through right. the salary cap to be a good team. Yeah. So I think that that's why I like that system. Cause not, I, not, I agree. Not, I agree. Yep. not because it's like, I mean, some people say, oh, it's like a, basically like a socialist system. No, it's not like a socialist system. It's like <laughs> one It's like one company. The NHL is a company, and the NHL right. wants to survive, yeah. so they yeah. want to make the product good in every city as best as possible. And I like that. And plus, I also like that you know, like with the—I know you hate the Blackhawks, and you know I know they're our rivals too. But you know, they were a dynasty for a while, and it's fun when there's dynasties. It kind of is. It is. Oh, I,
1: I agree. You
0: yeah. Know, if it's yeah. not Bru- your team, it might not the be Bruins. your
1: team. Yeah, right. the Bruins, the Blackhawks, uh, uh, and other sports—the Yankees, the Patriots. Yep. I, I think dynasties are good for the game, but they're only they're they're good for the game when there's also years here and there where a Cinderella story comes up or, or, you know, the scrappy young upstarts, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. But when's the last time you heard, I hate the pirates
1: (laughs) or I hate the, yeah, because people (laughs) usually, people usually do, especially casual fans, you know, casual hockey fans, you know, they they say, you know, back, you know, they say, Oh, I love the Minnesota wild or, you know, who the teams that are, that are really underperforming on a consistent basis. You know, but right. so one, one more sports question before yeah. we get to cigars is so 2020 obviously was different for a lot of reasons. But one of them was some for some leagues, there were shortened seasons, there were, you know, adjusted seasons and things like that. And I've heard a lot of talk from a lot of people that, you know, any team that won a championship in 2020, there's going to be an aster- asterisk behind that. Do you do you buy into that or do you say give them their championship and let them let them let them be winners?
0: Well, I would say give them their championship and let them be winners, but like it or not, they'll probably be an asterisk by it just because it was a shortened season, and they'll probably be an asterisk by the 2021 season too because it will also be a, a shortened, shortened season un, right. under different divisions. And yeah. in, and like take football, for instance. It wasn't a shortened season, but there was no fans. There was this COVID protocol, which may, meant that you know teams were sometimes playing without a quarterback i mean it was it, it was a weird season so even though whoever wins this should get their due in my opinion even though i think they should get their due i think there will always be that you know ah that was 2020 <laughs>
2: you know so it'll probably it'll probably linger with them for forever california golden seals
1: i've never heard of the california I, golden seals i don't seals. even
2: know what sport that is
1: i don't Was that a hockey team, John? John, it's gonna be it's gonna be a minor league hockey team or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I don't remember them. I and I think I think the I agree, Eric, that I think the COVID years are going to be not this not for the same reason, but there there will be a little similarity if you go back to um, the the baseball, you know, major league baseball during World War II, when you had so many players from the. from all levels, you know, you had high profile players down to, you know, position, play, unnamed position players that all went to, you know, serve in world war two uh, yet baseball still went on and right. game or teams were still winning championships mm-hmm. during those years. And at the same time, they are the, those e- even 75 years later, there, there are sort, there's sort of a remembrance that those teams weren't necessarily the same as they could have been if, the if if the league was in the same shape as as normal all right that's a good point yeah so so let's uh it's a cigar show so let's talk about cigars oh yeah so uh eric this this uh you know latest uh latest cigar dojo collaboration release the horia ninja ragwa tell us about this release and i mean this was another kind of record setter for you guys as far as you know, being, being on the website and then gone in a flash.
0: Yeah. I mean, actually it was a bit, of I have to admit that I didn't expect it to go sell out that fast. It was about 30 minutes, 38 minutes uh, total. Um, And so I was shocked. It was the same, uh, same cigar amount that we typically release, which was, you know, the 3000 cigars, although it was broken into six packs, which did change things because you could buy a, uh, a bundle for $54 or fifty three seventy, And that helped, I think, cause people bought, maybe they bought two or three instead of one, you know? Um, but it was just a cool project because I think, and that's why it sold so fast. Is it, it yeah. looked cool. It had, you got the cool challenge star coin with it. Um, you got, you know, the fact that it was a cigar from, you know, a factory that people, uh, are excited about in Hoya, the Nicaragua. And, um, so for all of those reasons, it just really flew a lot quicker. I mean, I kind of thought that it might sell out in a day, but I wasn't expecting 30 minutes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was, it was pretty incredible. And, you know, we, uh, we, we've seen on, on social media uh, and, and we just had a comment or, you know, about the USPS. Um, and, and so everybody knows, uh, just in case you weren't already aware of it, that, you know there were delays in shipping like crazy it was you know it first of all it's covid year second of all it's it's uh the holiday season uh so i i hope you guys went easy on on abe and and the guys at cigar dojo because it's really once the packages ship out it's it's out of their hands yeah
0: yeah there was there was guys that uh just got theirs today um, yeah
1: john said he just got his uh his today or chad yeah.
0: And so that's, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I had the same problem. I, I, I shipped my uh, secret Santa gift to a, a guy on like the 14th of December and he, re- I mean, he just got it. So like the mail was, is, was, and is still a disaster.
1: <laughs> yeah. So are, uh, are you smoking one of these along with us right now?
0: Actually, I'm not, you know, what I'm smoking tonight. I am smoking the uh, Chinese finger trap too. Oh, very <laughs> nice. Chinese Finger Trap 2, uh, Moy Ruez. It's the yeah. follow up to the popular Chinese Finger Trap 1. Yep. These are exclusive at Caravan Cigar Company. Uh, Brian Lewis and the guys there. That's a really cool shot, by the way. It's uh, Bath, Pennsylvania, and it's Brian, yeah. and his dad, and his brother. Super great guys. And um, so I was lucky enough to get an a early version of this, and it's uh, this has always been one of my favorite Moya blends. It's delicious, yeah. so that's what I'm smoking. Hey,
1: what are you? Uh, what are you drinking along with your uh, fine cigar?
0: So glad you asked because I've been <laughs> dying to open this. You guys were nice enough The How about that cigar? Guys were nice enough to send me this bottle of Japanese whiskey, Habiki whiskey, and I have been waiting. So, in case you didn't know, I was supposed to be on the show like December eighth, I think, and. Yeah. I got COVID, <clears throat> and so I I, I tried to do the show. I told you guys I was going to do the show, even leading up to it. And that and that day, I was just like, guys, I'm sorry, man. I can't do the show. I'm just burnt out and don't feel good. So, so I've been holding on to this ever since. So I'm going to open it here live, and I'm going to taste it for the first time right now. Super excited. Thank you guys so much um, for Absolutely. sending me this. I couldn't oh, be yeah. more excited.
1: Well, and I I gotta say this is really this well, is really all Garrett. No, I mean, this he, is us. No, well, he's he's sending me. Uh, he, he said uh, that he had talked to you, and, and you guys were kind enough to send us a few of the ninja raguas, and we're so grateful. And he said I'm gonna send him a bottle of whiskey, you know. And and Garrett's not a drinker, so he doesn't really necessarily know what to get. And and I said, well, he I I know that because I know that you guys are really into uh, bourbons and rye and stuff like that. And you have a lot of, well, you have way more experience than I do. And I, I thought maybe let's go outside the box. And he saw that bottle of Japanese whiskey and I, I had read good things about it and I said, all right, let's, let's do that. Cause it's a, it's something a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit different.
0: Well, cheers boys. Cheers yeah. to 2021. Cheers. And, uh, cheers to, uh, how about that cigar? Let's give this a taste.
1: All yeah, right.
0: Let's see how that,
1: uh, I should have the jeopardy music playing. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's uh definitely has a scotchy. Like it, you'd be surprised if this it's similar, more similar to scotch than bourbon.
1: Mm-hmm. Very smooth. Is it like a like a Highland Scotch or more like a, a like an Isla kind of PD Scotch? It's not a peaty Scotch. Not PD. Okay, that's good because I'm. Not, I don't know about you I'm not a peaty fan.
0: No, me neither. And I'm not. I'm not even a. Uh, I don't. I don't know a lot about Scotch. So. Don't ask me any questions about Scotch because yeah, I'm
1: still kind of learning as well. I'm generally for-
0: ignorant to Scotch, I'm I I know a lot about bourbon. Oh, there you got the Old Forester. So that's the one hundred.
1: Yeah. Old, so and this Forest, this is one of my bourbon. this is one of my favorite just everyday go tos. This I mean it's twenty three dollars and and it's hard to go wrong with it's it's uh it's just a good classic everyday bourbon in my opinion.
0: Oh, that's great! So you have the the old Forster 86, and the old Forster 100, and the 100 is amazing for the price. It's absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's about it's about the same price here. I think in Colorado about 23 bucks.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the last time that you were on the show, uh, I I think you were just on the verge of of the dojo verse. Thanks. You know, it was uh, it was maybe 15 months ago or so. And so, wow. you know, kind of talk to us about, you know, because, the you know, the origins of Cigar Dojo, you know, that started with the, the website and then turned into the app and the community and everything. But then Dojoverse is a whole new layer to everything. And it, it really kind of changed the way that uh, that you guys do, you know, social cigar media. So tell us about the, the Dojo-verse and, um, you know, what really kind of led to it, uh, you know, breaking apart from, you know, changing everything up from Cigar Dojo originally.
0: Right. So um, great question. We, so we had the, the, the Dojo app since 2012, and it was super popular, and um, it was, you know, social. It was basically like uh, Twitter except for, for cigar smokers. And to pull that off, we, we used a platform. Um, like an app platform, right? And the app platform was great for what we wanted at the time. It got us through many, many years. Um, but then there was a weird series of events that happened um, that uh, that made it rough for us. And uh, one of those, the main thing was r- right about the time, we, so we were thinking like, okay, this is great. Everybody loves the Dojo app and they're having a ball and we have this great community, but to... You know, to um, we need to, you know, add some features, have some custom development done. And as you can imagine, that's not cheap. We wanted there to be more cigar, actual cigar type features, you know, checking into cigars, uh, having the cigars listed in the app so that you could check into them, give them a rating, all that kind of stuff. So we were in talks with some developers about getting that done. And right about that time, uh, Apple decided to. Uh, ban all apps that were built on a platform. They only wanted custom apps. No yeah. app platform, right? So right at the time we were about to sink a significant amount of money into the Dojo app, um, Apple comes down with this weird, bizarre ruling that they eventually turned around, but it did prevent us from doing any of that custom development. And then right about the same time, maybe it was six months later, Apple went on this uh, kick about cigar apps. They didn't want cigar apps, so now they don't want they don't want apps that are on a platform, and they don't want cigar apps. And those we are both of those things, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, I had this phone call with Apple, and because we were a pretty significant app. I mean, I know it's significant as far as like a small um, group, you know, social platform. I'm not saying we're yeah. in the Instagram category or anything like that, but as far as a You know, we weren't just we had, you know, tens and tens and tens of thousands of users. So we were fairly significant. So I was able to talk to Apple and say, look, is there any way that I can that my app can stay on the platform? You know, I mean, say on your in your app store. And we were able to work it out as long as I removed any reference to cigars in the description or the logo. I had to to change the logo so you couldn't see the cigar in the sensei's mouth and all of that kind of stuff. And so they were able to keep us in their platform for a while, um, based on me changing it. But I couldn't. What, what am I going to do? Invest, you know, fifty grand into new features for an app that I don't know is going to be. A ra- and I don't want to wake up one morning and and then it's just gone. Like it, that's what happened to me. I, I I went to IPCPR on a Friday night, and then I had the email from Apple saying we we no longer allow cigar related apps. This is this is right before I had to call them and we worked it out, but I didn't yeah. want that to ever happen to me again. Cause that was devastating. You know, it was like, oh, here's, here's this huge platform that we have. And all of a sudden it's just, just because somebody at the Apple, you know, headquarters decides they don't like cigars and they're just, they're just like that, it's just gone. So yeah,
1: just an arbitrary happened. decision.
0: Right. You know, I mean, it's not like we were promoting a legal product that we're, it's a completely legal product yeah. um, and so on. So that's when me and Jordan decided, that we wanted to go a different route, uh, make a progressive web app uh, from ground up. A progressive web app just means that you can use it just like an app, but you you do it through your browser on your phone. And, yeah. you know, if you save the icon to your home screen, you'd never know it was not an app. It functions exactly like an app if you save your icon to your home screen. So that was the plan, and we started, we you know, heavy, heavy development um, about a year ago, and um, no more than a year ago. More about a year ago in the summertime. So, so it's like about a year and a half ago, and uh, we just opened it in July or June, right, Jordan? July or June? Yeah, in June. And so it's got all you know all the features that we wanted. Plus, we can we can grow. We can add uh, we can add features, which we're doing you know as we speak. We're working on on new stuff for to make it fun for the community, yeah. different things, so that it's not just the same, and so here was our idea, uh, Matt and Garrett. Our idea was, you know, think about this: like you're on you're on Instagram, right? And you're sharing your cigar pictures, and the next thing you know, it's five years later, and you've been sharing your cigar pictures on Instagram for five years, or whatever. Just so say you're a user, five yeah. years down the in, down the road. What was it all for? Like, where did it all go? Yeah, I got some likes, some comments, but where did it all? What did it all mean? Like, it didn't mean anything. We wanted to add significance to it. So, like, when you check into scars and you do and you participate on the dojo, you get bat, you earn badges, you earn belts. You know, you can eventually become a black belt. And if you do that, you get a challenge coin, shows up in the mail, like all that kind of fun stuff. That's actually, that actually, so that your your time that you spend doing this isn't just into the ether it means something you can look back on your history and the badges and stuff that you've earned and it and it makes it a little bit more fun in the long run
1: yeah well and it's cool because it's um it really emphasizes the social part of social media where it 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 kind of turns it into like sometimes you'll go to really awesome cigar events where they have more than just you know, deals and and giveaways of, you know, hats and stuff like that. The social part of it comes in where people, like you said, they get to participate and it's almost like a series of games, you know, party games as they're posting different pictures of different cigars. And over time they can gain points and they can, uh, and then later on a year or two or three years later, they can look back and say, oh man, these, uh, turns out this brand, I didn't even realize it, but, this is a brand I'm smoking all the time. And I, I thought right. it was just kind of a, kind mm-hmm. of a occasional brand, but it turns out I smoked that brand more than any other.
0: Right. And- or, or not only that, but think about this. Like if you, as you're checking into cigars, like, you know, most cigar smokers know if they're smoking a Maduro or a natural or a Connecticut, that kind of stuff. Right. But so you can earn badges on all kinds of stuff. Like you might not realize, Hey, I didn't realize that I smoked so many Dominican, Cigars, you know, like you get the the, the Dominican badge, you know, you're like, oh, and then you get Dominican level two, you know, a couple uh, you know, months later, you're Dominican level three and you're like, wow, like uh, I thought I smoked a lot of Nicaraguan cigars, but I I also smoke a lot of, you know, Dominican stuff. So like it does it does sort of bring out things that you might not notice about yourself, you know, your smoking Mm -hmm. habits as you go or expensive or cheap. You know, there's badges for that kind of stuff, too. Like, oh, like wow, like everything I smoke is, is cheap. I guess apparently, you know, I'm a cheap bastard. So (laughs) Uh,
2: you might not realize that, you know, and, and the dojo app and the, the dojo community was really ahead of the curve in a lot of ways, especially in the social media front. Cause now um, I don't know about you guys. And we've talked about this on the show before. I am a member of probably 870 cigar group on Facebook (laughs) and Um, And that gets a little ridiculous. And I know at times we all take a little break from Facebook or we should. um, And the dojo verse is always there and it's this community and we all do socializing differently. And the beautiful thing about the dojo verse is you can be, you know, any level of cigar smoker, you can be any level of social person and find your community there. And that's what I love. It's, it's, it's focused And um, it's a great community. So, you know, hats off to you guys for really being ahead of the curve too early on with the app and, and, and really using that as a launching pad to what you've created today. So I appreciate uh,
0: that Gary. And, and, you know, and speaking of Facebook and yes, there's a bazillion cigar groups, but there's been two, two specific times in the last three years where Facebook has started to ban cigar mm -hmm. groups. Yeah. And, um, it's very possible. I mean, people people are going to say to me right now when I say this, they're going to say, "Oh, come on, you're crazy." It's very possible that in the next five years, you won't be able to have any cigar group on Facebook, and right, right. that's not a crazy thing to say. I mean, with Apple, it happened overnight. Google is already making um, you know hints towards that. They demonet through YouTube, which they own. They demonetized all cigar related videos. So it's yep. possible that Google could go that way. It's very possible that Facebook and Twitter could go that way. And if they do, the, you know, uh, that's one of the reasons that we wanted to have the Dojoverse. We completely control it. We are not beholden to Facebook. We're not right. beholden to Apple. We're not be we're beholden to Google or YouTube or anybody else. It's yeah. completely our platform. And so if Facebook ever does that, you know, we have a built-in pl- place where you can create groups just like you can with Facebook and you could have your group could move over to the Dojoverse, and I'm not suggesting people do that now. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying we're a, we're a we're a safe harbor for you guys. If if you're listening to this and your Facebook group ever runs into that, we're a safe harbor. Yeah. We would never share your info with your insurance, your health insurance company, or your life insurance company, <laughs> or anybody else. Like we don't ever share your info with anybody ever. We're completely right. secure. So that's our promise to cigar smokers is. We'll be there for you guys if things ever get wonky.
1: Yeah, well, and it's you know with the 2020 was there was a there was a big uptick in um, new cigar media. You know there was there 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 are a lot of people doing Facebook live shows or Instagram live shows, uh, YouTube stuff like that. And honestly, I think it's great. I think more mm-hmm. voices out there talking about premium cigars and the premium cigar culture. I think it's a good thing. And, you know, for you you guys do smoke, smoke night live on, um, on Fridays and, um, you know, for, you know, going live on Facebook and YouTube, you are totally right that these companies could at any time just make a flippant arbitrary decision and just say, it's all, it's all, it's all over. It's all shut down. Anything that, anything that even remotely is related to tobacco, even if it's premium cigars, which we all know are completely different than cigarettes, not even in the same sport, that it's we're one morning we could wake up and it could all be over. So right. the fact that you guys have the Dojo Verse out there, like you said, it's completely independent. You guys control all of it, and you, and that you anybody who's gonna create an account and log in, their info is gonna be kept safe. I think it's a great thing, and course, you and,
0: can't check into a cigar on Facebook. You can check into a cigar on the Dojo. Exactly,
1: so. exactly. <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, I, I think it's super cool, and and you guys have done a phenomenal job. I know it was an absolute ton of work because you know it's it, you almost have to start from the ground up and just build it from scratch. Oh and, yeah. and, well, and, and it's.
0: Well, we have other guys that do reviews for us. Robbie, Randy, Bear, um, of course, Kevin Acuff, and and those types of guys. So we have all these guys that are a part of our team. But just building the verse was just me and Jordan. And uh, we, you know, I mean, we're through a developer, of course, a software developer, but... Um, So it was, yeah, it was a lot of work. In fact, we just finally got our 2000th cigar in there to check into, which is all Jordan, by the way. So here's the thing with the cigars, people ask like, why don't you guys just open it up and let people add their own cigars? That way, whatever cigar they're smoking, they can add. Well, we consciously said no to that because like we wanted it to be accurate. Like, you know yeah. we didn't want a bunch yeah. of duplicates or like cigars that were you know spelled slightly wrong or maybe they had the wrapper wrong or the company wrong mm-hmm. or the factory wrong like we go through and every cigar that's listed in the uh, cigars and brands page is 100% accurate and that way there's there's never but but to do that It's literally manual. Like Jordan, literally enters all that data in manually. So it's an amazing amount of work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and we we have to give a shout out to Jordan too, because for anybody who doesn't know Jordan, if you watch you watch Smoke Night Live on Friday nights, uh, you guys will get to know Jordan a little bit. And his so Jordan, I know you're listening. That the the writing and the design is is some of the best out there in the world. I'm not, I, I'm talking, I it doesn't matter if it's cigar media or any kind of media. It's, it's yeah. absolutely phenomenal work. And, and I know you put in a ton, a ton of time on that. So we appreciate cheers, it. Cheers to, Jordan. Cheers, cheers to Jordan,
2: everybody. Cheers yeah, Raise to your everybody. glass. Everybody. And there and if go. your dad ever pisses you off, uh, give me a call. <laughs> yep. I'm just,
0: I'm just hoping someday he'll fire me because that's
1: my job. <laughs> fired. As, as, uh, um as Juan would say
2: phenomenal phenomenal
1: phenomenal Phenomenal. Phenomenal.
2: that's good (laughs) nailed it oh oh that was i feel privileged
1: i feel i feel privileged that we got that we got the 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 sound bite of phenomenal on on our show (laughs) i do so so looking back on on 2020 you know it's uh like we said, it, it, you don't just wake up on on January first and everything's okay. But 2020 was interesting for a lot of reasons. So, you know, just uh, there have been a lot of recaps, you know, uh, on this on the year of premium cigars recently. But what are what are just a couple quick uh, takeaways that you have from 2020 in the world of premium cigars? That uh, you know, uh, the the good and the bad that from from the year 2020.
0: Well, I guess the 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 one of the interesting things is this was the year that cigar companies learned how to use uh, you know <laughs> virtual technology and like actually show up and want to show up on yeah. on a, a million different uh, virtual herps throughout the the week and, and and on shows it was much easier to get guys on uh, this year. Obviously, on the show, you guys probably. Uh, notice that as well on your show it is a little yeah. bit easier to get guests and a little bit easier to have them understand the technology and what they might have to do, you know, wear like, you know, earphones and don't be in a loud place and have good internet and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that was good. And some companies obviously adjusted to it better. Like Drew Estate, obviously they were fantastic this year. Um, I thought that they were probably the best at, adapting to the year that was 2020 Jewish um, state was fantastic. Fuentes. Hey, Arturo Fuente. They finally, it was great. They, <laughs> yeah. they, they became, you know, part of the community and they were amazing, you know, Cynthia yeah. Fuente and Liana, like it was great having them come in and all of a sudden become part of the various communities and stuff. Uh, the bad, obviously, you know, Nat Sherman closing, was yeah. really sad um, having COVID take take out the townhouse was a sad moment in cigar history. Um, overall, the cigar releases there was some really good stuff. It was a weird year because there was no trade show. Um, so that was there was some good and bad there. So I guess I gave you yeah. a good one, a bad one, and a good and bad one.
1: Yeah, no, and and it's true, it's. It's just like anything else, whether it's, you know, all of us out there have, you know, different types of jobs that we do. And we have our families that we have to take care of. And, and you know, we want to spend time with our families. Everything is different, you know. So we, we, we just got to find new ways to do things. And part of that for us in this, in this uh, premium cigar culture is finding new ways to enjoy not only the cigars that we enjoy, and the bourbons and the coffees and all the other stuff that we enjoy, but also is just finding ways to, uh, um, to interact with each other, you know, since we can't get together for herfs really and, and, and cigar events like the trade show or Rocky Mount cigar festival or, or other things like the, the great smoke, you know? And so we, uh, and, and I think overall it's been great to see people in the premium cigar culture come together and, and, and actually put in the work to come together and, 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 and herf together. Uh, I think it's been kind of cool. It's been weird because you know, we'd rather be sitting around the table, you know, swapping stories and, and smoking cigars, but. Well, I thought you were
2: going to say my new favorite phrase. What's that? The new normal. Oh, don't,
1: I hate that no, phrase. Right. The new, I hate that phrase. I do too.
2: <laughs> and by favorite, I mean least favorite.
1: Yeah, least favorite. Exactly. But it's been uh, overall. I think uh, you know, I I appreciate and I'm, and I'm actually kind of proud of the premium cigar culture for for making some things happen in uh uh in in a rough uh, uncharted waters. You know.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, well said. Yeah, for sure. Uh, somebody so, on
1: somebody on the chat said,
0: uh, uh, Garrett's hair got cleaned up. So cheers to Garrett's hair. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but cheers to Garrett's yeah. hair. Hey, yeah, whatever. Yeah.
1: Whatever I have to do to, you know, take another drink of Old Forester. There you go. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's bike. If there's a if somebody keeping score, that's three cheers. We got a long way to go. Yes, we do. So, I can't.
1: I can't compete with the guys from Protocol on yeah. the cheers. That's too – Yeah. Believe they, me, you can't. Neither can I. They are. They are in a different league. I can't do that.
2: So when I reached out to Eric, and I didn't know that he had something coming up. The reason here's here's the fun reason why I reached out to you. I wanted to do a like old school uh, claymation uh, smackdown between Eric and Skip Martin <laughs> over <laughs> Skip Martin's F <F-plus. laughs> the
0: on his, yeah, on <laughs> bands
2: on the bands yeah. tear out, tearing tearing off the bands.
0: Yeah, I would I would love to have uh, a claymation version of me and Skip going at it. That'd be awesome,
2: wouldn't it? Yes. Oh, it's so fun. Was that MTV?
1: I yeah, no, they did They did that a lot. Yeah. I just think when I think claymation, I think of the, the old Rankin and Bass Christmas specials. <laughs> yeah. No, don't you remember the celebrity death matches? I honestly don't. That was... Yeah, yeah, I do remember that.
2: Yeah, that was fun times.
1: I was not a big MTV. So viewer, did you get a lot of... Uh, except for music videos, but they stopped playing music videos 20 years ago.
2: Right. When it comes to controversial articles... Where does that one rank? <laughs> uh, that's a good question.
0: You know, what's funny is we didn't we didn't really expect that that one would be nearly as controversial as it was. Um, <laughs> because it, it, it's one of those things that I don't care who you are. Every cigar smoker that has a group of guys that gets together, they will talk about this. Talk. I guarantee you. Everybody that has a cigar group will talk about it. They'll say, oh, I hate the way the band's on brand, such and such brand. Yep. come on they're impossible to take That's off or whatever it's just a topic that people talk about and so we thought well let's just yeah you know, let's just do a full on article on it so Jordan just did the full-on article on it and we were brutally honest with some companies and and, and hey some of those companies are are you know support us through sponsorship oh, yeah. dollars that we were hard on yeah. and some of them don't so we were as honest and fair <laughs> as we possibly could. Be. And and it was a bit tongue in cheek, right? Like F right. minus is not a real grade. That's part of the goofiness of that article. It wasn't. It wasn't meant to be taken. We weren't doing some sort of scientific, you know, article <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. We were just kind of having some fun with it. But we we definitely uh riled some some feathers for sure. Yeah, yeah you did. Uh, see, hey. I'm trying to think of uh, the the uh, the Game of Thrones article. Got a lot of, it was a bit controversial. Oh, yeah. yeah, we had. And the uh, cigars in the year 3000 was a bit that,
1: controversial. That's still one of, that's one of my favorite articles of All any type time. of media ever. Yes. I don't, I don't care if it's about sports or cigars or bourbon or anything. Any, that is one of the funniest articles that I've ever read in my life. Yes, It's fantastic. On,
0: you... yelling at me. Oh yeah, yeah. the The evolution of a cigar smoker. I don't know if you got a chance to read that one.
1: Oh yes
0: we also did an article about how uh, you know how like you go to a cigar festival like Rocky Mountain cigar fest or something and there's just there's a certain different ways that certain cigar smokers look and w- the, what they wear like there's always like a kilt guy like guys that wear like kilts like we did a whole, we did a whole article on like the various categories of how cigar smokers dress and that oh, that, a would go, that was a big too
1: so, yeah that's so funny you mention that because I'm actually wearing a kilt right now. <laughs>
0: Oh, well there we go.
1: <laughs> I'm not actually wearing a kilt. I'm not I wearing gonna,
0: a kilt. I was gonna make you prove it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> actually no pants at all right now.
0: <laughs> oh there we go. Don't, please don't prove that.
1: <laughs> so so looking looking forward into uh you know into 2021, um a couple things about that. So do you think Will the will the health and stability of the cigar legislative, you know, partners like CRA and PCA? Do you think that's going to be the the health of those organizations and the stability of the cigar legislative movement? Do you think it's going to be better or worse at the end of twenty twenty one?
0: Well, for them, it's probably going to be better because there's going to be more pushback against cigars uh, under the next administration. I don't think there's any question about that. And so that's when you need those organizations the most. And so I would assume as soon as uh, we get the first weird, you know, anti tobacco sort of action, those, those groups are going to come in very handy and they're going to be very needed and wanted more than they were in the last four years. It wasn't like a great boon, you know, but at the same time, the FDA was just basically like, we just don't even have time to worry about you guys, you know, just wink and a nod kind of stuff. Yeah. And there was some good stuff, some bad stuff. It was just basically like flatlined kind of. of. I think overall it was better because, you know, we did get some of the stuff. I mean, now you can make any, you can, right now you can make any cigar you pretty much want, you know, so that's yeah. obviously a fantastic development. So in the coming years, that's going to be, not as easy to do. I don't yeah. think there's any question because the people that don't like cigars are in power now, and so you're going to have to fight that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: cheers to our uh, legislative groups.
1: Yeah. Cheers. cheers to PCA, That's number four. PR. Keep cheers. uh keep up the good fight. All right. So as it stands right now, the uh, the TPE trade show and the PCA trade show are on the books they're scheduled do you think that either one of those trade shows or both of those trade shows will actually take place in 2021 no neither one okay why is that
0: i I, just, I mean it's just well, i agree great.
1: with you by the way 100% i i i sadly i believe that neither one will but why do you think
0: well probably mainly because they're you know you're, you're not just dealing with you're dealing with local ordinances. You're dealing with cities, and you're dealing with uh, you know convention halls. And I just don't imagine that a convention hall is going to want to be one of the first ones to just open back up and say, you know, think, you know, here, bring in your people, da 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 da. da. Like I don't see that happening for a while. And yeah. even if it only was four months, let's say it was just four months. And in four months from now, they could open it up. Well, that would still be too late for both of those trade shows to organize, to be ready to do what they're going to do. Like you got to you have to be committing stuff a year, you know, a year before. And so it's almost already too late, I think. I, I know that TP moved to May or whatever. They're yeah. probably in the in the most, you know, sketchy zone. PCA could theoretically have a shot. I just don't see it happening. Maybe Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest um, could go down because um, they're not until the very end of August. It's possible. Um,
1: so, yeah, I remain hopeful, but um, and I'm, I'm typically an optimistic person, but um, I just see I see some signs that that. You know, like you said, the it, it's it goes beyond, especially for premium cigars, it goes beyond just large gatherings. Because if it was just a you know, if it was just a Microsoft convention of software engineers, you know, and you got a large gathering of ten thousand people in a in a huge convention space like the Sands in in, uh, in Vegas, that's one thing that's already gonna be tough enough to pull off but then you add in the fact you say okay and we're going to have those people all smoking in that in that enclosed space all as well ventilated as it may be we're going to have all those people also smoking at the same time i think that's going to add a layer that may be too much for those facilities to to bear all right now
0: so abe from smokins says pca 100% they're going to find a new location they're going to do it Abe, should we put 5 bucks on this? <laughs> <Five> bucks
1: <down. laughs> I like it. I yeah. like it. I Abe, do I'm it.
2: down if you're down. 5 bucks. Five
1: bucks. All right. So, for uh, another one for for this year, do you what two cigar brands if you if you can pick two cigar brands that you think are going to have really great 2021s?
0: Um one right off the top that I know... Oh, Abe's in. The bet is He's happened. In. He's in. <laughs> uh, 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 Drew Estate has a great 2021 plans uh, I think Drew Estate will have a phenomenal year. Um, another one. Another one that would be in primed to have a big year. Oof. I don't know. Um... None of them jump out at me. Fuente probably. They got the 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 Fuente Padron collaboration. They've got yeah. the the rare That's pinks. So I am going to go Fuente and I am going to go Drew Estate.
1: Yeah, yeah, I oh, I, I okay. agree, I agree, and yeah, the I think one of the most exciting things to come along in in the past few years is is this uh, collaboration with uh, Fuente and Padron. I think yeah. uh, people people uh, the the minute that it was announced. Mm-hmm people started going absolutely crazy for it all over social media and cigar media. And, and, uh, I think it's going to be, it's going to be one of those things that just, uh, you know, s- sells like crazy. And because it's two of the most, uh, s- sought after iconic and I icon- can uh, iconic brands in, in the business and mm-hmm. for them to come together and actually say, yeah, let's, let's let's do something together I, I think it's awesome i think it's yeah, cool no i think yeah. it's only going to be good for the industry
2: and i'm going to throw another hat in that ring and say espinosa mm.
1: okay yeah i think i think they had a pretty good they had 2020, a great even, they had a great even 2020. though 2020 was a weird year i think they had a good year yep but yeah so um, all right so real quick before we get to our next segment i got to ask you so I was thinking about because because you and I are both well and, and, and Garrett a little bit too, we're, we we did a lot of our kind of uh, uh, you know growing Lidden. and and living in the 80s. you know the 80s was uh, was a decade that was filled with a lot of uh, you know it, it, the, the 80s are a pop culture gold mine. And, you know, as we look back, there's there were a lot of great movies in the 80s. There was a lot of great music in the 80s. But some of it, although it's considered to be great, is actually kind of overrated. So can you think of one 80s movie that is sort of highly regarded, but you consider to be overrated? Mm, gremlins. Grem- <laughs> okay. Really? All right. I, kinda, I just never got into it. I could kind of relate to that actually. Never got that's, into it. Huh. That's a good answer. Um, what was? Can you think of one, Garrett? Howard the Duck.
0: Ah, oh, well, was that 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 doesn't qualify because that's not highly regarded. I mean, who highly regards Howard the Duck?
1: I think, sadly, I think a lot I mean, of there's people a, do. A lot
0: of people. Get, no, there is not one person on the face of the earth that highly regards Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett, you are. Up. <laughs> cheers to Garrett and. Uh...
1: Cheers to Garrett. So kind of a sad cheers, but.
0: All right. I was that five. Are we at five now.
1: All right. That's so five. that's five. So my my overrated eighties movie. I am I am going to get destroyed for this. Uh-oh. I. People are gonna tune out and hate me, but I I just got to be honest. And it's an early '80s movie. It was it was a it's a 1980 movie, and I it's rated
2: I'm, some lists. I'm scared have this is number one
1: of all time. I'm scared to say it, but I'm just gonna be honest. Raging Bull. Oh, really? Raging yeah. Bull is great. Uh, uh, right uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not. 50? So I want to clarify something. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it is a good movie. But there are so many people who consider it to be Scorsese's masterpiece, and I just don't see it. I think out of Scorsese's catalog of movies, I think it's actually one of his lowest Myself. Well, that
0: that theoretically could be true, but he's so good that that still puts it at a great movie. I say, let's cheers to the horrible taste
1: of both
2: Garrett and Matt on um, movies. <laughs> I've got I've got a bunch of our uh, sponsors on the phone. Yeah, and,
1: uh, yeah, they're pulling <laughs> Abe's Abe's <laughs> canceling his <laughs> advertising contract. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, I'm sorry, Abe. It's already signed. It's <laughs> and we've got a Howard the Duck lover. Yeah, I think that they just feel they feel bad for you, Garrett. That's it. That's
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel obligated to,
1: <laughs> but raging bull. I'm sorry. I just so I I want to get away from that conversation because I'm just going to continue to get murdered mm-hmm. in the who comments. Are, who
2: wants to see a
0: duck romance? You know, in a in a love scene with a a human being, a duck, and a and a a, a beautiful woman. <laughs> I mean that that was just one of the most bizarre scenes of all time. Now, I so I agree with you. The movie was bad, but I, I don't think anybody ever thought it was good. That's all I'm saying. I don't know.
1: Well, and that be, was I had a bunch of friends. Wasn't that uh, uh, who was the girl in that movie? That yeah, was she, uh,
0: she was the girl from Karate
1: Kid. Elizabeth. Elizabeth Shue? Shue. Yeah, I thought it was the girl from uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, uh, you, you could was. be right. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was the yeah. yeah. You're right.
0: That was the mom. Right, the mom. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And yeah, yeah, that yeah. was one of my Yeah, you're right.
0: I get those two mixed up. They are very similar.
1: They are similar. So, what was the most overrated flash was Eddie. Leah Thompson, thank you, John. Leah Thompson. That's
2: right. What was up. the
1: most What was the most overrated 80s band? Oh.
0: Uh, the most overrated 80s band was probably
2: Oof. There's a lot lot of them. Yeah, you go first. I'm going to kick this off, and I'm going to shock people. (laughs) Here's my shocker. In the 80s only, this band, I feel like, produced crap.
1: But at one point... But at one point... They were good.
2: They're legendary, actually, before and after the 80s.
1: I might be mad at you for this answer, but go ahead. Aerosmith. Oh. You know... I. I I'm mad at you I, for that answer. They had Garrett, four albums in the '80s, and they I worked. kind
0: of agree with that. And I would throw the Rolling Stones in there too, because after sure. after the yeah. '60s and '70s, yep, big thumbs down. That, right. that
1: I agree 100.
0: I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with a couple one one from Australia and one from Canada. Men without hats, terrible.
1: Yes, yeah,
0: people still like that.
1: Yeah, I can't. I, I
0: can't. I can't even think of the other band I was thinking of right now. I just lost it. Men without hats, terrible. I almost want to say. I know I'm going to catch crap for this from Coop, but I almost want to say Depeche Mode.
1: Overrated. Ooh. So I'm. Overrated. I'm going to say <clears throat> my wife is a huge Depeche Mode fan, and <throat> I just never got it. I I never understood the 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 <clears throat> the the draw to that band. I never was a fan.
0: I I liked them way back in the day, and then. I, I, all of the stuff that I listen to is from back then. Like I don't even listen to new stuff because it's horrible. But except some,
1: your except your kids.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're banned. Right. But <laughs> oh, yeah. I, Well, wow. I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I go back and I listen to all these bands, and some of them have good staying power. Like they're they're still good. You know. Yeah. And other ones, you listen to them and you're like, eh. Uh, Duran Duran, like, oh my gosh! Have you ever listened to the extended version of "The Reflex" by Duran Duran? It's literally, I, it's literally worse than a proctologist exam. I am not kidding you. It's horrible, <laughs> horrible. Duran Duran, that's my pick. I'm gonna go Duran Duran, most overrated band of all time,
1: maybe. Well, cheers to that. It's uh, cheers to that. Cheers to, what, so is that I'm seven not- I'm not gonna lie. I had that on. I had that on vinyl. That that Durant the Reflex album. I had that on vinyl.
0: See, like How? Rio was a pretty good
1: album. Rio was a pretty good album. Yeah, but all the
0: rest it. of their stuff horrible. Um.
1: Horrible. So my my overrated band for the '80s was Wham. Mm, I totally agree with that. The, the sugary pop kind of just overproduced studio. It was just Cindy I, Lauper. I, Cindy Lauper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a fan. Although, <laughs> I, the the song, the the song, time after time, is a great song. Uh, I don't like her rendition of it, but the song is a great lyrically,
2: song. lyrically. Yeah, um, I'm going to throw one more in.
1: All right, David Lee Roth solo. Oof. I like some of his solo stuff. I don't know. Man. I don't like all of it, but I like some of it. Hall and yeah. Oates. Abe, are you saying? Okay, hold up. Are you saying Holland Oates is an overrated '80s band? Because well, f-
2: let's look at the '80s and Holland Oates. Well, the the, 80s- okay,
1: that's. I'll give you that, Abe. That their stuff in the '70s was much better than their stuff Legendary. in the '80s. But they they were some pretty great songwriters. They were. So.
2: But they, I, I kind of agree uh they're falling into yeah. the aerosmith some of the 80s stuff was stuff.
1: some of the 80s stuff was a little rough but the 70s stuff i, I think a lot of their 70s stuff was mm. phenomenal oh for sure phenomenal phenomenal um all right let's uh let's transition here can we talk about this
2: leather this dirty leather belt <laughs> of delicious <laughs> that i'm smoking right now
0: yeah let's talk about it
2: here uh,
1: it's good right dude yeah it's it's, uh, I mean, so Hoya is already a great factory and this was, uh, you know, this is a pretty sweet blend. It's, uh, like, like Garrett said, it's, it's, it's got this earthy thing. It's got this spicy thing. There's kind of this leathery thing going on. It's, um, it's just super, super good. This is the third one of them that I've smoked and, um, this is my first one and it's, uh, it's, it's pretty legit. So. You know another another great success for a cigar dojo collaboration absolutely
0: Hard- that was the hardest that we've ever worked on the cigar itself of any of the twenty one or whatever collaborations that we're at at this point. like we started that in twenty eighteen at uh now Matt, you went to a cigar safari with us with the dojo back in the day. I think that was two thousand and fifteen maybe yep that's right um so in 2018, we took some guys down there and we already had known. Emmett from Blind Man's Puff was with us. We had already known that we were going to do a collaboration with hoyax We'd been talking with them, and um, and we also knew that we'd be going down there uh, for Safari in February 2018. So they said, "Hey, we'll have the first blends for you guys uh, available uh, when you get here, and you can have your dojo guys that come along get to try them and pick. We'll pick a blend out of that." And so we, we tried those. We had all the guys try them. Everybody picked – we had a majority of people picked a certain one. Um, but Jordan and I weren't exactly happy with it. We thought it was really good, but we weren't super happy with it. So then, like, through time, like, okay, can you take this double? it was 007 was the blend, by the way. It was JD007 or JDN007. we nice. had right, the Nicaragua 007. We took that, and then we said, okay, go from that. Give us three blends based off of that. And then that hap- that whole process happened like four times. So that's why that started in 2018 and it wasn't released till the very end of 2020 is because we just really our idea was we want a Nicaraguan puro that gives all the best qualities of Nicaraguan tobacco. That was the that was the goal. Like if you had a mission statement and you wrote it down, like that was the mission statement was let's create a cigar that has all the best qualities of what Nicaraguan tobacco has to offer, and let people experience that in the purest form that we think that we can come up with. You know, our version of what we think that would be, and so yeah. that's that was the goal. And and uh, I think I'm super happy with it the way it came out. I've been smoking those like crazy myself. Um, and it. So you get the Hershey's chocolate kind of the chocolatey flavor. You get the leather. Oh, yeah. Get a little bit of salt on the tongue. All the stuff that you really like from good Nicaraguan tobacco is there now it's I'd say it's a little bit more of a dessert stick than some um, Nicaraguan cigars like you might want to have that like after dinner because it's got some sweetness yeah. to it and exactly. um, so it's a great dessert stick it's a great post-dinner cigar
1: yeah absolutely uh, well let's move into this week's Numero de los Muertos And we have a brand new sponsor for Numero de los Muertos. Guys, pay attention to your screens. Check. On February 20th, 2021, we will be taking on the endeavor of putting on an eight-hour virtual event. One like you've never seen before. For your ticket price of approximately $169 delivered to your door, you will get the TGS Party in a Box. This box will be filled with everything you'll need for our virtual event, including opportunities to purchase cigars at epic deals epic packages and some very special exclusive cigars being made from us by some of the most epic manufacturers in the industry carlito fuente pete johnson steve sacca Aganor salif perdomo cigars just to name a few there's a very limited supply head over to the great purchase your ticket and get your party in the box we'll see you soon peace So, Numero de los Muertos now brought to you by Smoke In. So, Garrett, what do you have for us this week?
2: All right, Eric, I don't know if you remember uh, doing this last time you were on the show, but we basically play a 20 questions between you and our guests oh um, that are watching. And what I do is I give out a number, and we have to figure out how these people have died.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible.
2: And it's awesome. All right, so... By the way, I have,
0: my, I have my party, my party box ordered, baby. I'm ready yeah. to create. Yeah. yeah,
1: so excited. We for can't it.
2: wait. Um, this week's number is on average 1,500 people in the U.S. die
1: from this. 1,500 people. All right, as always, viewers, put your uh, guesses in the comments. No Google foo. This has got to just be guesses off the top of your head. Don't be out there with your Google machines. 1,500 people, it, you said the U.S.? In the U.S. Per year. Per year die from this. Okay. And I know, I know what it is.
2: Bring it. Erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I a think, very
1: common answer, and it's never right. <laughs> I think
2: you and, you and Skip are cut from the same cloth. Uh, it, is, it is not Dang it. Uh, erectile dysfunction. It Chad is says not...
1: deaths during. I don't know what that is, Chad. I'm afraid to say the word because it might get us banned off of YouTube and Facebook. Right. I don't know what that is. Um, it is. It is
2: not medical, so it is not. Uh, it is not an illness, but I will put this in an accident category. Well, okay. it's actually about half accident and half
1: on purpose. Okay. Um, is it, are they, do, do they take place in, uh, in, in a workplace? Uh, it can, it can,
2: it is not fire.
1: Um, does this take, is it, uh, are they deaths that commonly take place on land or water or both? Um, it,
2: it, uh that's really irrelevant. Could be anywhere. It is not Jaywalking. Oh, that's right. Blood Sport. There's another uh
1: Oh, there's another I like that movie though. It it's, was John it Claude was, Van Damme did It was horrible, but it was one of those campy eighties movies that was. you sort of love just because So okay, back to the numero Dale Smartos. Uh is it vehicle related? No vehicles are involved. No vehicles are involved.
2: Uh ducks? I'm I'm going to go I'm going to go no on ducks.
1: Bill mm. says jaywalking. Yep, no on jaywalking. Not jaywalking. No. Not ducks. No ducks. Um all right.
2: So a uh, a big portion of these people are um are attempting to uh, practice an old um an old spectator. I wouldn't call it a sport, an old spectator uh, event. Um. It is not an overdose. It is not exercise.
1: Eric, I got nothing. What do you, you got anything jousting jousting? No, but I love it. Yeah, John said jousting. Barrel over the falls. Eric says barrel over the falls. If
2: 1,500 people die from barrel over the falls.
1: <laughs> that's a lot
0: of people.
1: That's yeah, a lot of people.
2: God bless them. That's
0: a lot of barrels.
1: Falling off a bar stool, Bill says.
2: Mm, no, not falling off anything.
1: LARP. What is what is LARP? I don't know. I'm afraid, again, I'm afraid to ask what LARP means. Well, and Chad's a Chad, doctor, so he might know. A doctor, so he yeah.
2: Um, I'm going to give you more clues. Uh, All right. uh, the other the other half of the statistic is people, um, people, um, actually trying to hurt people. Uh, Eric is very close. Eric says, "So, so that's close. It's very close." And actually Chad's is also close.
1: Oh, LARP is live
2: action and role play. play. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. that's right. Um so. so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to us here. Um between Eric and Chad, it is um people fifteen hundred people a year die by bladed instruments, both on purpose. Um in a and a big statistic is um <laughs> novice sword swallowers oh are you serious <clears throat> dead serious
1: dead serious <laughs> um A-O.
2: yeah uh so sword swallowing <laughs> has uh been an uptick lately apparently and uh I had so no we, comment on this one <laughs> bladed instruments and what I wanted to find was swords <laughs> sword-specific oh. statistics, <laughs> and I couldn't find anything that was like the checkbox for swords. So, I, I oh, I've it? got... I need to... Uh, How you doing? I'm, ger- I'm great. I'm great. How you doing, Eric? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh obviously the other the other ones are uh, stabbings so that's uh yeah that's yeah fascinating 1500 people <laughs> a year there
1: Thanks. you go and that was know. this week. numero de los, de los muertos numero de los muertos brought to you by smoke in and be sure to check out the great smoke digital experience um yeah that was that was fantastic uh I, I'm gonna move on because I uh I have to. <laughs> Swords are cool. um all right, so Eric, a, a lightning round. Last time you were on the show we weren't uh we weren't doing these yet, but um if you could hear the thoughts of one living person for ten minutes, who would it be and why? Uh Joe Biden. Oh yeah. Yep. Good I'd answer. Get,
0: I could get ten minutes of sleep because there'd be nothing going on. <laughs>
1: Well there would be something. I mean it's you know the sound it makes when the needle gets to the end of a record and it just keeps spinning. <laughs> I think that I think that might be the sound the sound that you hear. <laughs> 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 All right, if you if you were about to get into a fight, Oof. what soundtrack music would come on?
0: Oh man. I would go Ramones. I'd go I play I play some Ramones baby. I'd be ready to roll.
1: Yeah, I had a feeling that was. I had a feeling that was it. going to be the answer. All right, so choose one of the following: you could hit a home run as the starting pitcher, you could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman, you could score a goal in a hockey game as the goalie, or you could score a, a goal in a soccer game as the goalie. I know what your answer is going to be.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, score a goal as a as a goalie in
1: a hockey game? Are you kidding me? That'd be incredible. Like it's only happened a handful of times. That's right. Um, if you could bring back any fashion trend from the past, what would it be? Bell bottoms really? Because they're so horrible. It would be <laughs> hilarious.
2: <laughs> it would, well they dude. already
1: they kind of made a comeback in, in the mid like the mid 90s yeah,
0: every yeah. everything is came back though right right Fashion's just like a nine year cycle just yeah. you know
1: so who was where's my ascot? where's my <laughs> uh, those will never come back. So uh, who, Michael Herclotz that. Oh, that's true. Does that's Herclotz true. Rock a well ascot? he can he can, he can anything. anything. He can he can make that look, you know, <clears throat> he can make it look good. I yeah, if I wore an ascot, ascot, I would I would probably get arrested. I would love yeah. it. Me of course, soon. I would see you on an ascot. I would have to wear more than just the ascot. Let's move on. Who was <laughs> who was your favorite? Um, who was one of your favorite uh uh celebrity childhood or teenage crushes
0: oh uh i don't want to say the obvious ones uh i'd say chrissy Hine, the pretenders
1: oh yeah oh, wow. absolutely um and maybe, maybe deborah harry blondie oh my gosh deborah yeah. harry help me you're you serious sorry help me I can't talk to you anymore if you don't even know who Blondie is. If you Cheers, don't to Blondie. Cheers,
2: to Cheers to Debbie Blondie. Harry. Cheers, Cheers to De- Debbie Harry right
1: there.
2: Okay. Bl- I didn't know her real name.
1: All okay. right. It, you, Get off the, yeah. off
2: the show. You're off the show. Howard the Duck and Blondie has killed my media.
1: I have no <laughs> trust in you anymore. If, uh, if you could add any person to Mount Rushmore. It doesn't matter if they're a president or not. If you could add any person to Mount Rushmore, who would it be? Oh, Ronald Reagan. Kidding me? Okay. That's a good answer. That's She'll a very good. Be on good there one. right now. The gip. I'll um, get up
0: there and carve it myself, Matt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if uh, All right, so let's uh, let's talk about a notable smokable of the week. So, Eric, we each week we mention a cigar that we smoked recently that uh that caught our attention. It could be something that's been on the market for years or it could be uh could be something that's brand new uh to the market. Is there something you had recently that uh that caught your interest that uh that really you really dug? Actually right
0: before the show right before the show, Emmett from Blind Man's Puff gave me a Fuente 858 Sun Grown Rosado, which is super rare. Yes oh, yeah. it was Amazing! It was incredible. It was one of the best cigars I've had in a long, long time. I'm telling you, I, it was, you when you see it, it looks very unassuming. Like, oh, I've seen a million at eight, 858s or whatever, but this version of it is absolutely fen- phenomenal. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. fantastic. <laughs> yeah.
1: And shout out uh, cheers to Emmett and Blind Man's Puff.
0: Cheers to Emmett and Blind Man's Puff.
1: And if you guys, uh, if you guys aren't following BlindMansPuff.com, do it and do it now yeah um on all the social media so uh garrett what was your notable this week
2: i'm gonna go with uh the illusione cigare privy pr- 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 mm-hmm. however you say that one Privé. Privé. i don't know that's yeah because a privy is a uh
1: a privy is a toilet it is the toilet so i'm gonna go ahead and say they didn't and that's that's really a good cigar, especially that that that, uh, box that big box press. It's so good, it's a yummy cigar. Tons of smoke. Um, mine was, and I stole mine from Garrett because I said I'm I'm uh, choosing this, this one. Was this was going to be mine. The uh, the Arturo Fuente Rare Pink.
0: Mm, nice. The uh,
1: the short story. Um, it's uh it's a very interesting. Uh, it's a good cigar. Uh, if you if you grab one and smoke it and are thinking it's going to be like a like a Hemingway short story, it's not. You're wrong. It's a different cigar, but it's really good. It's really good. And they're they're tough to find. But if you can get your hands on some, definitely do it because yeah. it's a good, good cigar. Um, so just some uh, some notes for our viewers and listeners uh, stuff we have coming up in the uh, next few weeks. Uh, next week on January 11th, we're going to talk to Laurel Tilly from Macanudo Cigars. And the next week on January eighteenth, we're going to talk to Kevin Shahan from Cigar Prop. So excited to get to know him and find out what they have going on over there at Cigar Prop. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Eric, you know, give us uh, give us kind of the final lowdown on where people should go to um, to find everything about uh, Dojo Verse and Cigar Dojo.
0: So, Cigar Dojo, Cigar com. Our uh, year end list starts uh, next next week, right, Jordan? Next week. Your end list starts next week? Start. Starts next week. It'll uh, end uh, not this Friday, but the Friday after. So that'll be our Cigar of the Year, which is always uh, a fun thing to do. Uh, other than that, you can catch us Wednesday nights with Flavor Odyssey, uh, hosted by Randy Griggs and Robbie Rasmussen. That's our pairing show. And then on Fridays, we have our, uh, of course, Smoke Night Live. And then finally, the Dojoverse, dojoverse.com. Uh, go check it out. It's the, uh, our new social media platform for cigar smokers and it's a ton of fun guys are having fun earning belts and badges and challenge coins and all kinds of cool stuff
1: absolutely and yeah. and uh, uh a cheers and shout out to robbie and randy for for uh uh the flavor odyssey i think it's a very cool show and i i have honestly learned a lot from it because i'm always looking for new uh you know new stuff to pair with cigars new stuff to enjoy and and those guys have done a really cool job of uh uh, giving us kind of the lowdown on some some great beers and, and spirits and things that we can enjoy. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, a lot lost fun. Count. I lost count. I, think we're,
0: I think we're think we're almost at 10. So 10. we need like we'll have to do one more thing at the end to get the 10.
1: Well let's yeah. uh let's let's say uh let's say a cheers to uh better twenty one yes. than twenty. Amen. That's
0: yeah. a good one. Good job cheers Matt twenty
2: one.
1: All right.
0: Hmm. Oh, hey, Matt and, and Garrett, I've got to thank you guys. I'm thank, uh, thank you guys for being so nice uh, a month ago uh, when I sort of at the last minute said, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then and then I and then I backed out. I felt really bad about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry about that. It was not what I wanted. But, you know, hey, the whole the whole COVID thing happened. And I really do appreciate this very much. That was super nice of you guys. And I love being on your show. So thank you so much.
2: Hope you oh, enjoy yeah. it. And uh, John McTavish was uh, kind enough to to fill in on the fly, and we had a great show. So uh, he's a great no dude. Oh, yeah, we love John.
1: Yeah, and and we're uh, you know we're we're looking forward to 2021. And uh, w- you know, Eric, we thank you and Jordan. Shout out to Emmett and all the guys there in the in the mm-hmm. Dojo Submarine for you know for hanging out during the show. We appreciate your time. We wish you the absolute best 2021, and we're looking forward to. Uh, all the stuff that uh, Dojo is going to bring our way this year. Yes, Thank sir. you. Thank you very much. All right. all right. As for all our viewers and listeners, as always, if you guys have questions, email us directly on the website at Uh, uh Follow us on social media at HBT Cigar. And until we see you guys next time, burn cigars. Not bridges. Take care, guys. Thanks Thank you. So